nerd. 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 I'm not kissing a nerd. What is a nerd? Nerd! Holy crap, are we nerdy? Crazy. Welcome to this week's Nerdables. This week, Obi-Wan breaks the internet. Game of Thrones and Ryan Johnson have some Star Wars movie news for us. There's more Snake Eyes movie news. Tom Welling wants in on the CW crossover. And Kevin Smith is bringing the Masters of the Universe to Netflix. How does Game of Thrones have more movies Star Wars? Like, how Game does Game of, of Thrones as an entity? Like, the Game of Thrones guys. Yeah, that's not what you said, though. You said Ryan Johnson and Game of Thrones have Star Wars. But that would Game make, of Thrones so, isn't a person. That's more, that makes it more interesting, so that way people are going, wait, what? There's a Game of Thrones Star Wars crossover? The four yes. people that listen to Luke, this. That's like, right. Oh. Luke ends up in Westeros. And just lays you know how many people everyone. said that when they announced that those guys were doing it? Yep. It's just going to be Game of Thrones in space. It's just going to be Game of Thrones in space. I'm R.A. Joining me this week are Chris, Ethan, and welcome back, Mikey. Who? Mike. Yeah. Michael? Mike? Mikey? No. <laughs> which, which voice are we listening to this week? Oh. Uh, <laughs> he'll tell he'll tell you once it, it I've called settles Mikey in. for twenty years, so I'm not stopping now. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> I was introduced to him as Mikey, so anyone in anyone that I brought him into the circle gets introduced as Mikey. The only one thing I called him Mike was his car because I think he found out oh. that you didn't like uh, Mikey as much. He's told this story four times in the last two weeks. By yeah, the way. but the thing is we're actually on air now. Yes. It's a little different. <laughs> so now we're sharing it with the world. The four, the four people, people of the world. Yeah. I love these shows because we outnumber the audience. So that's <laughs> we think. The best. We think. I mean, there are <laughs> listens. Just no one responds to let us know they're actually there listening. Listens is like bots. It's like it's like the Trump election. You know, nobody wanted to admit many, they voted for him, but us. there were a lot of people that did. What was it? Turkey? What was the one we had like some huge number in? Well, we've had Turkey. We've had yeah. Who's listening to us in Turkey? Oh, we, they can listen to us. They we had just big numbers in India saying. like two weeks ago. Dude, people can listen to us who live in the United States and don't understand a word we're saying. That's, true. That's <laughs> for different reasons, though. Um, so we, Chris, you and I last week talked. We were talking about Star Wars and Lucasfilm, and we mentioned that Obi Wan was still being developed, and then all of a but, sudden uh, we, we mentioned that. Supposedly, Obi Wan and I think a couple of things were still listed as a development. Scheme. Yeah, Underworld and like all whatever that. it was, which doesn't really mean anything. It just means they haven't closed the thing on the project. And then this week, you asked for it, you wanted it, and <laughs> although it hasn't been confirmed because I think they're trying to hold it, I everybody in the world is reporting that Kenobi, starring Ewan McGregor, will be a Disney Plus series. Yeah, and that's and it's funny is because last week when we were just you know throwing things around, I said that that would be better to do it as a series. Than as a film, because you had originally mentioned that as soon as you take him off world, it's done. You can't take him off. Yeah. You take him off world. This, all right. This is a really dangerous planet. And that kid's our future. But man, I really want to go check out, you know, Canto Bright. I just want to go see what it's like. Well, somebody mentioned dice, Jar Jar has a, is in trouble on Naboo and you know. he sends for Obi Wan. See, here's the first we thing. We know what happens to Jar Jar. He becomes a clown. Yeah. Here's the first thing. If Obi-Wan goes anywhere and is recognized, no, it's, not the first. Let's, it's let's, done. Let's actually stick with the actual thing. So um, my friend Derek McCaw, who does the uh, Fanboy Planet, had wrote this article that was actually kind of interesting. And the idea that after Solo, it was reported Luke's film took everything that they thought they were going to do as a Star Wars story, these spinoff films, shut it down. Right. And it seemed like, at the very least, both Kenobi and Boba Fett got to sort of a treatment phase. We have an idea of what we right. would do if these films existed. 30 other things on the plate, but those were the two that seemed to have the most traction, the most rumors, fans and fans wanted, blah, blah, blah. We also had McGregor saying have, he wanted to do it. We now have The Mandalorian yes. and Kenobi. And his kind of idea is, what they took was, the ideas that they had as, a, as these Star Wars stories, these individual films, are now just moved to their TV phase. Right. Now, of course, The Mandalorian does not star Boba Fett or anything, but there is the, uh, the possibility, and this is just conjecture from him and from me, is that whatever the Boba Fett film was supposed to be, we know what The Mandalorian is. They're after a MacGuffin. They're looking for something. Right. That could have been the Boba Fett treatment. Sure. Boba Fett is hired by X to go find Y, and that's the film. We'll take Boba Fett out of it, expand it, make The Mandalorian. Whatever the Kenobi film was. Let's say it's John Jackson Miller's story. This is the story of, Bobo, of Obi-Wan when he gets to Tatooine in the first two weeks. We were going to do it in two hours. Now we're going to do it in ten. Mm-hmm. So that could be part of this is they've taken these ideas that they had already kind of 
gone to phase two, rather than, you know, they just threw out the idea, like, we should do, what characters do we do? Kenobi, Boba Fett, Jabba, Jar Jar, Leia, Yoda, whatever. Right. Okay, out of all of that, what do you guys really want to do? Kenobi, Boba Fett, there's the next phase. And that those may now be the ones that are adapted to television. Well, parts of, even though John Jackson Miller's Kenobi is not canon, parts of it have become canon through other writers. Uh, J.K. Uh, E.K. Johnson, there's, uh, in the Ahsoka book, there's some interludes that are Kenobi in, from John Jackson Miller's, you know, in, loosely based on his Kenobi book. So there are some ideas that are already set in canon from that. Um, I think that from a certain point of view John had Jackson a couple. Miller's story, uh, John stars, Jackson Miller had a story in. Story in a, in a, in JJM's story in a certain point of view stars the Tuscan Raider yes. from his book. There is some conjecture that certain point of view is not canon because right. it is a certain point of view. Right. And that's why they can get away with using the, the, the idea that the, uh, the number of blaster shots in the cantina between Greedo and Han are different. Yeah. And then one of the stories is only one because it's like, no, Han just shoots him. Yeah. It's okay. He's a cold-blooded murderer. Who cares? But it's like they give you the, you know, from third part, you know, th- yeah, so, uh, third yeah. count because uh, there's uh, recollection. A, because there yeah. are unreliable narrators within those stories there is some debate among fans whether they are truly canon correct it's just like the luke the adventures of luke skywalker they tell you from the start especially that very first story the narrator has no idea what they're talking about when the in the adventures of luke skywalker the first one where it's basically like traveling minstrels that are faking the rebellion or whatever right the names are wrong obviously that's not true we've seen the movie right so there's there's how well, the idea of that one—the narrator is where the perspective come from. So there's now that idea through fans in terms of a debate that, from a certain point of view, is take it as you take it. Right. If you want it to be canon, it can be canon. If you don't want it to be canon, it doesn't really affect anything because very few fates are are recorded within it. You know, we have R fives in terms of motivation. We know R fives fate. Right. He starts to head towards own. Oh, thing pops up whether it's luck whether it's the force whether it's r5 decides to do it on his own because he's a hero r2 sabotaged him the motivation doesn't matter as much as the final thing correct um salacious the, crumbs was kind of one that you crumbs could take. that's in there uh the the obi-wan when he shows up on dagobah with yoda yeah and the idea that yoda's waiting for leia instead of luke right which doesn't make any sense because if he was why would you put leia in the middle of the freaking galaxy let's put her on the most important planet we can think of in the royal family where she'll be a princess and her father's a member of the senate right oh she's hidden really not to mention uh, a member of the senate but also a member he's a radical member of the senate yeah. that you know is already well, they don't being... know that by that point but they do know that he has these leanings because He's the one that saves Yoda. Right. He puts Yoda on the ship. Well, he was part of the the, the, yeah. the 200. He was part of the people that did it. But then you also had things... talked a lot about this this week because we were sort of like, when you do that hindsight, when you make a film 40 years ago and you put these things in it and then you change kind of these characters. Yeah. Lucas had no idea Leia was a Skywalker until Return of the Jedi because he just wrote himself into a corner and went, sister. Um, Except for in Empire, there is, there is another, which kind of... That's... The story is, this is Lucas's story. He was writing Jedi. He put Luke under the gantry. This yeah. is the first or second draft. How the hell do I get him out from under the gantry? I've put him there where basically he should stay there the whole time. Right. I'm waiting for the rebellion to blow up the Death Star. I'm sacrificing myself. I'm just going to wait. I'm not going to fight Vader. I'm not going to turn to the dark side. And how do I get him out? There still has to be a fight here. Ooh, Leia's the sister. The the um, the points in Dagobah and on Endor with Ben and then Leia as Luke is talking about this are all written in later drafts. Right. When he wrote Empire, he had zero clue who the second person. Who the second person. Yes. Yeah. My biggest, and I've mentioned it on the show. If there is one thing I want, one like super secret thing that's never been revealed, I want Papa George to tell the world who the f he thought the other was, or if. With a lot of writers, just puts that stuff in there, right? Knowing there's it, another. I don't know who it is, but this may pay off at some point. It's it's Maz's. It's Maz's. Well, that's another story. To it's not even that. It's as a writer, you throw stuff in. I always talk about this with Lost. Lost is six seasons. They had no idea how long they were going to go and whatever. And so there's a, there's pieces of Lost as a series that just get 
literally lost. Right. And it's writers, and again, these are multiple writers working on it, they're throwing pieces into it, knowing this is a series, knowing that another writer or even myself, two seasons from now, will look back and go, oh, you know what? That's a cool piece. Let's pick up on it. It's technically it's lazy writing because usually whenever you're writing something, you want anything that you tell within that story, you need to have it in there for a purpose. Otherwise, it just becomes fluff that you it's just... Not a, it's not a lazy thing when you're doing something that you know is going to have... Further, yes. further stories. This is it's when you're writing comics. Larry Hama talks about this. Say, yeah, Graham Morrison picks crap out from way back Alan in the Moore, day. Right. The same thing. Uh, Jeff yeah. Johns is a master at it. Jeff Johns was pouring over like older stuff and picks out these pieces. Blackest Night came from an Alan yeah. Moore Green Lantern short story, in which he has the the oath and all these things, and he was like, "What the hell does Blackest Night mean?" Right. And then he's just like, "Oh, there's another core and there's another spectrum." Um, when you know it's yes, if you're writing a novel, then the superlative stuff all gets thrown away. Yeah. When you're writing at this point, when you get to Emp- Empire's open ended, no matter what. Right. Oh no, true. I got the money for the sequel, and they're gonna want another one. Yeah. So you throw those things in when you're writing for a TV series, when you're writing for a comic. Larry Hama, who wrote GI Joe, literally writes page to page. Yeah. He said it every. I have no idea where this story's going. He just keeps writing the story. Right. And a, a lot, I mean, a lot of writers do that. Especially, so yeah, I don't want to throw in this writing. idea that it's lazy writing. It's, it's Lucas wrote it, so there's there's a thing we're getting. It's writing topic. to the future. It's writing because you want pieces in there, and it gets stuff with when when you have something like Star Wars, where you had a community that was interested in the beyond of the stories and making up their own and stuff like that. Having something like the other, everyone was like, "Who's the other?" Oh, right. And now I'm still doing that. Who's it? Because it ain't Leia. Um, when it was written, that was not the intention. So, again, the hindsight point was, why would you put Leia where she is? It right. makes zero sense. Because it's also, why are you hiding Luke? Why is Luke the chosen one and not Leia? Especially when Luke has and the then, same name. Yeah. You give him the same name, you put him on this planet with people that Anakin knows. Uh, with <laughs> Anakin's know, uncle. Stuff. Yeah, with Anakin's uncle and everything. It, because it's 40 years or later. Or brother, stepbrother, yeah. or whatever it is. I have... I. Wonder even, and, and I tried to, to, to look up whether it was true or not, I wonder if Lucas wrote A New Hope knowing that Vader was, was Anakin. Yes. Did he ever say that? Yes, because his name, Darth Vader in German, literally means father. bad father. I don't know about Darth. Vader. The Darth part of it is it's evil or bad it, it's a it is a in, yeah, he's also in a German dude who took poop Potter. and made him into a, in German Darth is a is a is a negative connotation. I know fodder is right. Bad. Well, fodder is a negative connotation too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was beat by okay, fodder. <laughs> so back to Kenobi. That as soon as it blew up that Kenobi was going to be made or is rumored to be made. Heavily rumored, heavily insinuated. The looks very like it's next true. thing is, internet wants Maul in it now. And I know that in in the Rebel Scum or the, the Imperial Scum group that we're in, that was one of the things that got talked about a lot. People can talk but about it all the time. I've seen three or four other sites now that have just. I'm sure there's a lot of people that want Maul. In well, it. the other thing is Ray Park just recently reposted the footage on Twitter of him and and Ewan. Practicing the lightsaber battle for, for episode one. That's stoking fires. Oh, totally. Because of course, yeah. He's still, he wants totally. a job. What else can you do? You can't because Maul doesn't know where Kenobi is. Maul doesn't until, even know he's alive until, until Ezra. Until that moment, right? And then he, spoiler alert, dies. Right. So, what else are you going to do? He can't be on Tatooine for like a year. No. So, or even. Everybody's saying, well, what if Kenobi can leave and go find Maul? I think in some place... But that doesn't work either. That doesn't work. Because he doesn't know he's still alive. Correct. Um, You mean Kenobi doesn't know Maul's alive. Maul doesn't know Kenobi's alive. That's what I'm saying. Until Ezra with the the, uh, holocron. Neither of them know each each other's fate. And it's actually one of the things that I was going to bring, because we were talking about why they named him Skywalker. And I was thinking about John Jackson Miller's book again, and, and the idea is like, oh, he doesn't know that... Anakin's Darth Vader. And we would talked about that. And it was like, no, wait. He thinks Anakin's dead. Yes. That's what that's the thing that's in it. It's not it's not like the week after the Emperor's like, I am the Emperor. Oh, Here's Obi- my Obi-Wan thinks, yeah. Yeah. Obi-Wan, everybody thinks Anakin is dead. Well, yeah. because hold on, hold on. Because everyone said, Oh, 
he has to know he's alive because he knows Darth Vader's there and he hears the name Darth Vader, Vader. in episode three. Yes. But in the weeks after the Emperor <laughs> comes out, it's like, I am the Emperor, ah, and this is the Empire. It's not like he points up like, and that's Darth Vader. Yeah. Darth Vader is not publicly known early on. He's no. known within the military, but where where Luke where Luke is. Well, yeah, where Luke and Kenobi is, even Bale may not know who the heck he is. Correct. That he even exists. As time goes on, at the point in which Kenobi were to hear, you know, the Empire starts to get to Tatooine, the stormtroopers are on it, somebody mentions the name Darth Vader. Yes. Anakin's alive, because I've heard that name. I know it's him. So my, my biggest he, kind of hole, what's that? Where does he hear Vader, though? In episode three, they call him Darth Vader in the, the hollow... When, they're when watching he's looking the, at the, the, security, the footage security footage from after, oh, after they, he kills the, the younglings. Did you see that part? I, yes. Yeah. I've, I always thought I always, it wasn't, but everyone oh, tells me that when, he hears his name. It's, it's when Yoda and Obi-Wan go to the Jedi Temple yeah. and they look at the security footage. Yoda, and Obi-Wan and says, see. I've got to see something. And he says, dig... And Yoda says, dig into the security files, you go... Yeah. Uh, you pain you pain will find. find. Yeah, no, I get that. But and then, uh. then he sees the 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 hologram or the, of Anakin of bowing Anakin down bowing to down to the Emperor, and the he Emperor saw says, that part? Yeah. "I thought it was just the part where he was killed." No, he sees both of them. He sees oh, okay. all of it. Yeah. So because that, uh, sideshow even just oh, recently and for put the out longest a, time yeah, was like that doesn't make sense with how in John Jackson Miller's book is it, Kenobi is talking to Qui Gon. Mm-hmm. Like in his mind, mm-hmm. it's like he's it's like a dear diary. It's thing. when he's yeah. starting to learn, and yeah. he's telling, he's talking as if Anakin is dead. Uh, yeah. And I said, yeah, he doesn't know, he has no idea that Anakin's alive. And then everyone said, no, he knows he's Darth Vader, and he would have heard of Darth Vader. I was like, no, it doesn't. It's two weeks. I mean, he goes, he literally goes the days after the Empire's formed, hands yeah. Luke to to yeah. Ben and, and yeah. Beru, yeah. Ben up, uh, uh, Owen and Beru, yeah. and then in the book. Goes into town, gets some supplies, gets a hut, and then gets involved in this. He doesn't even have the sort of raid or and all this other stuff, mm-hmm. and then realizes that he can't do it. Within these pieces, one of the things I liked about it, and somewhere there's a story now, which could be this story. It, I hope it's a story when he finds out that Anakin is still alive. Mm-hmm. That he doesn't. Everyone assumes Yoda, Bale, Obi Wan. Uh, Mon Mothma, everyone would assume that Anakin Skywalker dies yeah. on the shore of the lava lake in Mustafar. Yeah. They have no idea that the Emperor has saved him until Vader even, starts Because even at the point, the size of the galaxy and everything, it's not like you know, it's not like here. You you wouldn't know I mean, I guess you know, the general public doesn't know who the who the Secretary General of the Army is. Yeah. yeah. Who the, the head of the Joint Chiefs of Staff is. Right. It's just the same idea. If the Empire is trying to present itself as, you know, we're law and order and everything, but it's not like we're going to be, hey, so this dude right here, super black, he looks totally evil. He looks like a cyborg, and by the way, we've been fighting robots for the past ten years or whatever. Yeah. This is the guy that's running the army. He, they would have, they just wouldn't do that. No, yeah. People know about him. The Rebellion obviously finds out about him. Yeah. But even in Rebels, don't they have any idea? They don't have any idea who he is when he first shows up. They know his name, but they don't... They don't know what he looks like. Right. right? It's just, yeah. he's this big, mysterious, you know... And that's if 10 he years. comes, it's it's the Harkinger of death. Yeah, and yeah. we're and we're that point in Rebels is what ten years? No, Rebels is five years. years. Oh, you mean from, after episode three? Yes, yeah. it's fifteen. So this Kenobi's book takes place within a couple of weeks. He has no idea. No one said the name Darth Vader to Ben yet. Right, he's in the outer so, rim, and he's he's. I'm so happy with myself this week because I'm thinking, I'm like, wait, it still makes sense. Yes, this book is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Oh, that, no, that book is great. The other thing is. And this is what I one of the things I really hope that they incorporate in this series is that it's Obi Wan learning that he cannot be a hero, that he has to stop being everything he's ever been, pun intended, to care for Luke. You know, he he has to or, or just to keep his secret safe no no to keep to keep himself alive as as luke's guardian because right. one of the things he realizes is if i die what happens to this kid as yeah. far as we can oh, i'm talking about keeping luke's secret yeah but, yeah. Yeah. yeah but that's the thing is he's it's also you can extrapolate that it's very possible that the only two people not on you know outside of owen and and, and baru that know that Luke is alive and where he is, is Yoda, who has no means to get off of Dagobah, and Ben. Yeah. That's it. No. 
Nope. Also, Bail. Bail. You can interpret. You can interpret. That's what I'm, you can, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. You Bail can, can honestly say, I have no idea and where or if likely, this kid's alive. They would have done that with Bail because he is such a part of what will become a resistance. The last thing you would want the Emperor to do is to torture Bail and tell him where Luke is. Although, Bail does know where Ben is. Eventually. It's the idea that Kenobi would have contacted Bail at yeah, some yeah. point. Yeah. To say, okay, you tell me when it's time, but I'm letting you know. Right. This is where I am, and this is where Luke is. Yeah, because Ben just takes the ch- takes mm-hmm. Luke. Yeah, I goes. know, but, but because of Rogue One, where he says, I know right, you know, right. it's Rogue time, is, maybe it's time to get, you know, because my Moffat knows later. that oh. that Ben's alive. We can, in with the events and what we're looking at, and, and to look at the reality, we can, Bale could know, we can also infer that Bale does not know. Right. It is a, it's an acceptable statement to say that the only two people from at the end of uh, Return of the, uh, Revenge of the Sith mm-hmm. who knows where Luke is, is Yoda and Ben. And if Ben dies, Yoda can't get off the planet. Right. And who knows what happens with Luke. And as I said, it would be awesome. Luke joins the Academy, walks up to the thing. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here. Oh, that's a big alarm. Can you hold up right there? Mr. Stormtroopers, yeah, can you arrest this kid? He goes straight to the Emperor. No, right to, right to him. Just knock on just, the front door. Just No, no you, don't even have to, you don't even have to knock on the door. Just walk straight to the door Imperial and Center. set him down on the hold front of the Hold on a second. Ding, ding, ding. Hello. Hello, I'm Emperor. Sure. How's it going? Yeah, so this kid just showed up. Yeah, he's on his way. Oh, you're coming here. Oh, God. Cool, yeah, we'll see you soon, sir. Oh! Promotion. And then you just see these things come in, and the Emperor lands, and Darth Vader lands, and Emperor's like, he's my kid now. No, oh, he just kills him right away. Oh, and then Luke no. becomes Vader immediately. Yeah. Shut your hole. <laughs> Ugh. But, but even... No. Total aside. Total... <laughs> Saw Jurassic Park last night at the Hollywood Bowl. Yes. They changed the, the dialogue at the end. When... Grant jumps in the Jeep yeah. and everything and says, uh, uh, un- I've after I've decided not to endorse your park, yeah. he says, so have I. Well, what did he say before? It's over. Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. said it's over. It's over. And then he drives. So he says, so have I. When <clears> the, 40, the, 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 the anniversary original. edition, the Blu-ray that came out, he says, so do I. God damn it. I've always heard that. Really? I've yeah. never heard I've always heard it's over. Well, I don't remember the first time I saw the movie, but I've always, ever since... I think I've I have the never, original DVD, really? too. I, I do, too. And then when um, when they when they get to the helicopter to get off the island, yeah. and Hammond does the thing when he gets out of the Jeep and he just kind of stands and he's staring off into, into space and, and Grant comes over and starts to escort him towards it, he says, come on. Come on. And I was like, again, it reminded me of the Vader thing. There's no- I don't need any dialogue there. It's perfect yeah. the way that Grant just takes him by his hand. Yeah. And you, it's just all implied, like, it's time that, to go. Mm-hmm. That's, and I'm, so we're watching, and we get, you know, the, the T-Rex comes down, and I scream so loud. I'm, oh, baby, I'm sorry. It was like her ears. I was like, what <laughs> the hell? You know, everyone's screaming for everything else. And as soon as the T-Rex, like, grabs that thing, it's just like, Ew! it's all and everything. And they get towards the end. and they think, I've decided not to do a Shapar. So have I. Wait, what? <laughs> like his last. Episode. Where did that come from? And Melissa hasn't seen as much as I. Just like that's not the line. I'm like that is definitely not the line. I've seen this thirty times. That's the first time I've ever heard of that. It was like seeing Empire Strikes Back last year when the Emperor's speech is changed again. Oh yeah, it's changed three times. Oh, it's terrible. Like just stop. The so the first time they changed it was horrible, and it was so wrong because it almost implied that the Emperor knew where. Skywalker was hiding before they got there. And then they changed it. I don't, I don't even think I remember the first time they changed it. And they, didn't, the say the, thing, they didn't say the son of Skywalker. Because the very first time they did it, didn't they keep the same exact dialogue? They just changed it to Ian McDermott? When they released the special edition into the, the, the movie theater. And yeah. then they did it again for this home. Oh. He wasn't the original Palpatine voice? No. Oh. No. They oh. had Ian McDermott redo the entire dialogue. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they changed the Boba Fett. Yeah. That I remember. That's the one that pissed That's me. the Blu-ray. God, I missed that first voice. Um, <laughs> anyway. Back okay, to so when everybody started talking about now they want, they want the scene prior to the scene of Rebels as the last scene of Kenobi. 
They want it to be where Maul walks up to the ridge and sees Kenobi sitting We're getting way there. ahead of ourselves. Because the fact is, we don't even know when this takes place. I, correct. But that's, it, it's, not, it's not worth any debate. The debate is like, the start from the debate is, one, is this a good idea? And in terms of commercially and marketing, it sure as hell seems like it. Yeah. Because every fan just seems to be jerking well, for ten for, for the for last, group. what, five, six years, everybody's been talking about they want the Kenobi movie. So, and mm-hmm. I've said it here a number of times. If you don't do the first couple of weeks, I'm going to have a hard time with it. I will see it. I love you and McGregor. Yeah. I love Kenobi. Hello but we there. have, what, what, what do we figure out? There's 145 movies and 8,000 episodes that have Kenobi in it. <laughs> yeah. At this point, there's going to be more Kenobi than there is. Well, there already is more there's Kenobi, already more than, Kenobi. There is than Skywalker. Yeah. Than Luke. Poor Luke. Because um, he doesn't really count in episode seven, right? He's only in there for two seconds. You know what the funny no. thing is? And I didn't really think about it until you said it just a second ago. Everybody's com- one of the biggest complaints about Last Jedi was that Luke isolated himself on a planet with no means of escape. No, you're talking about Yoda. Oh, Yoda does the exact same thing. No, it's it's um, that list that came out like a month after Last Jedi, and it was this guy who just like is is all these points about why Last Jedi is so awesome. And one of the things he points out is everything in Luke's speech about why the Jedi have to have to go away. Yeah. And Yoda's speech of, yeah, we're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> is he admits, Yoda admits he made a mistake. Of isolating himself. Of isolating himself. And letting the emperor basically. Running away, not becoming a part of the rebellion. And right. this is, again, the hindsight 40-40 vision or 50-50, whatever you want to call it, is Leia is the only one who's not squirreled away uh-huh. and she becomes the leader of the rebellion. And again, in the, the from a certain point of view, short story, when Ben's ghost comes to Yoda and says, okay, it's time, and Yoda says, when does she get here? Right. Ben infers, I'm not bringing her because she's already a major part of the resistance, the rebellion, the fight. It's going to be more harm to f- try and train her mm-hmm. by pulling her out of the fight and training her if to you take Jedi her to pull away. her back in. Because, again, at that time, Yoda doesn't know, at the time of the story, the Death Star hasn't exploded yet. Luke right. hasn't become a part of the rebellion. Ben's idea is, okay, they're going to go take care of, the, of, the, of the, the Death Star, and I'm going to go tell Luke, get on, a, get on a starship and go to Dagobah, and you're going to train for a couple of years to become this badass Jedi. Wait, isn't and this after Ben already dies on the Death no, Star? It's, no, it's his... Yes, it's after... It's, a, it's, after it's, it's immediately after Ben is killed by Vader. Right. It takes place in the time frame between... Being killed by Vader and before the assault on the Death Star. Yes. So the, the TIE fighter battle, the flight to Yavin, the briefing, meeting Biggs, all That's of that all taking place during, during this, this time. So his argument of Leia's too important is also the argument with Luke as soon as the Death Star blows up. Where he's like, well, crap, I'm not going to take the hero of the rebellion away. Right. So now I have to find the right time. And when the rebellion gets scattered to the seven winds on Hoth... And Luke's basically dying alone in the snow. Yeah. Okay, now's your time. You gotta leave. This is their desperate act. The, re- the rebellion's not gonna win. You gotta get. You gotta defeat Vader. You gotta defeat the Emperor. You gotta go see. And Yoda. you still. And Leia. By that point, you cannot take Leia out because she well, is. That was, that was the point for the first one. But it becomes even more the point yeah. with within the Battle of Hoth. But she is now the you know almost. She's like. Right behind Mon Mothma, almost. But it's again the we're talking about in terms of um, what the hell are we talking about? Kenobi. There before I went to the, no, but I mean before I went to that idea. Yes, that Yoda. Leia. That Yoda's Yoda's isolationist stance, maybe even Ben's isolationist stance. In Last Jedi, Yoda was saying we did the wrong thing. Right. We should have been Correct. a part of the fight. We should have brought Luke with us. We should have brought Leia with us. We should have been a part of the rebellion. We should have trained him then. You can you can infer it from what he's talking about in the general sense of him saying the Jedi in those last couple of years, they're literally sitting across from the master of evil and don't have no idea. Right. Because they're all wrapped up in their rhetoric and their theology and all the BS, stealing babies and all this other stuff. Well, I mean, think about it. You could Obi Wan and Yoda could have taken Luke and Leia to Dagobah. And been training them for that nineteen years, and left a ship there that they could leave. Yeah. So, it, and again, you have a lot of writers, creators, who are now trying to fill the holes, right, and make Correct. sense of when Lucas wrote it in nineteen seventy four. Never thought, you know what? In forty five years, 
people are going to be really pissed that Kenobi went all isolationist, or that Luke went all isolationist, because Kenobi didn't know what he did. Okay. And then when I'm, well, I'll do this Yoda creature later, and he went all isolationist. But, oh, they're going to be mad in four decades. Because, you know, it's just... Here's the weird you thing. You can get mad at Luke all you want, but he's just following his teacher's <laughs> advice. So here's a weird thing real quick. Another, another tangent, but still Star Wars. I realized today is that the first Skywalker film of the saga is 20 years ago this year. Of the last movie within the Star or Skywalker saga. What? Yeah. 1999 was episode one. Oh, 2019 is episode nine. 20 20 years apart. So 20 years ago, we got our our first Star Wars film in 15, 16 years. But now we're getting our last... But if you think about it, the first Star Wars movie in the saga and the last Star Wars movie in the saga are 20 years apart, (laughs) even though... The middle section's 45 years ago. Yeah. It's crazy. It's very meta almost. Um, yeah, I mean, this Kenobi film, or I, I, I said it works better as a series because in a film, it almost has to lend itself to a mainstream audience of wanting or needing it to go off world. Now, you can go off world with your bounty hunters or whoever else is you know, going to be the, the antagonist in this. Mainstream. Mainstream audiences, you, know, you have to have lightsaber battles and you have to have spaceships. Yeah, but they either like Star Wars or they don't. There's so many people that just don't care about Star Wars. That was my other this is the movie. The thing. This is the movie you don't have a lightsaber. lightsaber anywhere within, you know, a, a major town or whatever. Yeah. You can do a as far as they are on the outer rim. But if you're setting it right after or close to after Revenge of the Sith. There's enough people on that planet that see a lightsaber and go, isn't the Empire paying bounties for those guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially when you have Hi, Jabba the Hutt on Empire. there. Empire. How's it going? Yeah, so there's this old dude, or young dude. Sorry. Yeah, he looks a lot like the guy from Trainspotting. <laughs> so he has this laser sword. Uh-huh. Yeah, I get a reward from that? Awesome. Let me tell you where he's at. And then just a bunch of stormtroopers yeah. come down and kill him. But of course, he's gonna ignite a saber. I mean, when he does it in Mos Eisley, he's sort of like, we're out of here. Like, we're done. Like, well, yeah. Everybody's dead. We're getting on a ship. We're gonna go right. take care of We're gonna go get the princess and go. Well, and, you, and there's also probably gonna be parts in the miniseries where he has to debate do I use my lightsaber at this point? He does in the it, book. So, yeah, you know, it's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. well, you know, if I do this, people are gonna find Matter out. Matter of fact, he doesn't like it. But I need to use this because I'm in danger. You know, I'm like. surprised he doesn't just have a blaster. Like, Remember, he, he, he hates doesn't blasters. Like yeah. Oh, yeah. Obi Wan hates blasters. Yeah, Obi- well, he the... hates blasters unless he's killing General Grievous. Right. Well, that's because he had, that's the only thing he had. I mean, so like... uncivilized. <laughs> and he even um, says something like to that effect after he kills him. He does. Too. He, yeah. The, the line that yeah. was just repeat. Now, if you had him, you know, have, saving Luke or Owen from some Tuscans, he could light it there. Yeah. And even you may even have. Owen there saying... No, I just want to see the Tuscan on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, I can't understand you. What the hell? I don't know. We're something about down but you, you may even have <laughs> Owen there at that point saying you know, something to, to, to Kenobi about the fa- effect of... If you use your lightsaber, they're going to know you're a Jedi. They're going to send you know, troops here. Who's you, saying that? Owen. Oh. If you if you include Owen yeah, into yeah. the series, Luke be a Jedi tonight. Yeah, you know you can have. See, there has to be things where you can have him. Uh, you know, he ha- it has to be early on. First okay, of all, we've done this for forty five so, minutes. Yeah, so final thoughts, probably, and then we got to move on. I, I just, we got a bunch of other stories that we want to. I, I hope that they do right by Kenobi in the story that's already been told, Very well. and by Luke. I'm hoping that when they announce it at D twenty three, they'll tell you when it's set. Yes. If they announce it. I hope they do it earlier on so they don't have, you don't have to worry about Luke being in it at all. Luke, except he's a, when he's a baby. Mark Hamill returns as Luke Skywalker. <laughs> as the voice of <laughs> baby Luke. They're really de-aging him. Yeah. Um, okay, so the Game of Thrones guys and Ryan Johnson. Who are the Game of Thrones guys? Uh, you, you're the one. D.B. Wise no, and Benioff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the one that always gets it wrong. and Benioff. There you go. Yes. And, have said that they are not writing their Star Wars series of films. Well, they've, consider, they've considered not writing their Star Wars films. 
They'll just yeah. direct or produce yeah. or it'll um, be a it'll be a story. What they'll do is basically what Lucas did for the second two roots. films. Mm-hmm. Um, Lucas give, is writing it for them. Just give them like plot points and then Dude. writers are gonna write. <laughs> did you see it. that? Yeah. Like they come up with a story and have Lucas write the dialogue. Talk, <laughs> talk about not playing to your strengths. Yeah, no, um, right. yeah. It, I mean, <laughs> the funny thing is, is that comes out. And I see a lot of people are oh, and I'm like. You all realize this is common, right? Especially Most, in blockbuster films. If someone develops a story... It's less common you know, now than it was 10 enough. years ago. I mean, Joe Johnston came up with the idea for Rogue One. Right. And that's it. Yes. And then you have Gary Whitta and Gareth Edwards and a number of other people that came in and wrote the script. Correct. So it just sounds like... And, and it's not like... Ron Howard did It's not like Weiss Benioff wrote every episode of Game of Thrones. Correct. They would have been like, okay, they were the, the show beginning runners. of this. Daenerys is like here. Daenerys Abrams with yeah, if Daenerys is here. This person's here, and at the end, the dragons eat somebody. Yeah. Fill it in, like go for it. Mm-hmm. So it, it became this like big deal, and I'm, I'm like, oh. this is normal. Yeah, it's ra- especially with a blockbuster. It's rare to have somebody. You know, you're doing a big film or blockbuster film in which one person is the writer, is the creator, writer, and producer, even when it's in another genre. Yeah. You know, Ghostbusters was written by four people. It just happened to be the four people that were the director and three of the actors. Well, I mean, you you get like you know Ridley Scott wrote uh, Alien. You know, uh, yeah, but this is all early. The first movie in Spielberg all didn't write any of the Indiana Jones. He just Spielberg directed didn't write it. anything. Spielberg, yeah. I don't think, has ever written a script because that's not Jaws? what it is. No, no, because. Huh. Uh, Jaws, Jaws isn't even his idea. It's Peter Benchley's book. Correct. Oh. So it was an adaptation of the book. Mm. Yeah. The book's fun. It's very different at the end. Peter um, Jackson didn't completely write Lord of the Rings. Peter Jackson Peter Jackson wrote it with his wife, Fran Walsh, and Philip Boyd. Uh, oh, good. Boy, Boylan, Boylan. I can't remember her last name. Oh. The three of them wrote most of the dialogue. Right. They definitely wrote the script. But he didn't do it by of, himself. No. Because that was... Jackson... Boyens, Boyens, I think it's Philippa Boyens, and Fran Walsh. The three of them wrote, they adapted and wrote the script because the two, uh, Walsh and Boyens, did the bulk of taking the books and figuring out what they were throwing away and what they were keeping and how to make that into these films. Mm -hmm. And as they're writing the scripts, they're working together to be like, we're going to move Shelob into Return of the King. This is where we're going to end two towers. We're going to do this. Specific scripting was done by the three of them, but just like everything else. Well, Liv Tyler's character was completely script, added. The script is, is you know, you're on set and the script changes. Right. Because the actors change it or whatever. We've seen Carrie Fisher rewrote most of her lines in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Lawrence Kasdan is not happy with her <laughs> about it. But, you know, so... It's not as important as people think, especially when it's in a project like this. It's huge. There's so much going on. Mm-hmm. And as directors, they have other things they need to... But it's also individual lines of dialogue are not as important as when you have a very closed-in, super drama, indie, or in a room. Dialogue's super important. Right. Not saying dialogue isn't important in Star Wars, but Lucas has proved with the prequels, (laughs) dialogue's not that important for Star Wars. I was going to say that. (laughs) Midichlorians. Um, But but even the original ideas... As showrunners, that's what they would do. They would have a, you know, they would have a writing team that writes it. They'll come up with an idea. I want it set, you know, like Chris was saying with Game of Thrones. I want the dragon to do this. I want, I want it set here. This has got to, you know, I, I want this type of character, you know, this type of planet, whatever. And then the writers sit down and write it, and then they put it, you know, they they flush it out. Uh, so it's not. I mean, it, it's not anything. Flush it out. Flush it out. Flush it out, not flush it. it out. You don't want to flush it out. Uh, well, this maybe, script sucks. <laughs> they may be flushing some of it out. Well, you know, with, with the amount of shit that they put. <laughs> um, and then Ryan Johnson came out and said, which is Ryan still, Johnson came out and said, "I'm still doing my movies." <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's and, which I think he said all along. And so I don't know why this keeps circulating as brand new news. Is that? Although the way he did say it today, this time, I kind it's kind of where I said that I think he's going to go with it. He said this is going to go beyond the established characters. Not I said legend, uh, legendary characters. Yes, 
beyond. But he specifically used the word beyond. I, Chris and I were talking about this on the air a few weeks ago. I said that I have a feeling his his Star Wars saga... Star Trek. Uh, no. <laughs> He's going to really... The, the really last shot of his first film is the Star Destroyer versus the Enterprise. He's going to... The Star Destroyer is like, what the hell? He already <laughs> alienated himself The Last Jedi. <laughs> well, Picard's the link between... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, might, he might actually win back some Star Wars fans at that point. Um... <laughs> I said that he was going to set it in Sean wild Picard space, mm. and you know, and take it out past you know the outer rim to wild space to the Chris to to the you know to the Chris to Chiss. No, I know. <laughs> we're gonna take it out to Chris and let him do it okay. to the Chiss. I know. <laughs> oh, I you're probably have... won't need somebody else to write it, but I'll come up with a story. I have a problem with that. Um, you're gonna have a lot of angry people at you. <laughs> I have a lot of angry people at me already. Most of the people on this table don't even like me anymore. <laughs> but I have a feeling it's going to take it out into wild space and beyond. Well, Be- I think you have to get away from some of that core type of stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's... It, unless you want to do... You know, I'd love to see a, a more thorough investigation of the Empire and how it works. You said the Empire, as big as it is, you know, there's people within the Empire that believe in what the Empire's doing and are not, you know, mustache-twirling bad guys. Right. You know, Grand Marf Tarkin believes in what he's doing, but he kind of knows he's an evil dude. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I want to kill all the alien species and make a thing that blows up planets. Yeah, let's do that. Um, and Krennic is kind of... Well, even even Krennic is, seems to be less of the the evil that Tarkin is. Yes. Because Krennic is like... Where, where Krennic's at with his, his speech with... Um, uh, Vader? No. The very beginning... Holy crap. Galen or something? Galen or thank you. I should have just went with Urso because I remember that. <laughs> Where he says, you know, we're bringing order to the galaxy and peace. This is terrible. you got to start somewhere. Right. I mean, it's, it's a glib line, but if you really want to delve into it, he's like, look, we'll get past this. We just need this to tell people, stop fighting us. Yeah. We're good. We'll take care of you. Of course he's not, because he doesn't understand the evil but Krennic, of the Emperor either. But Krennic's all, uh, his Look, Krennic's still a bad guy. I'm still saying he's a bad guy, and he's a very he's very self-centered and there everything. But he believes in what he's doing. Yes. Misguided as it is. So does Tarkin. I think Tarkin has more maliciousness in it than Krennic does. Oh, But yeah. that's just my personal opinion. From what I've... From my extrapolation from Krennic is that it's, it's, it's ego, it's self-centeredness, it's myopic, and, and yeah. all of that... But I almost feel like he really feels like he's doing something right for the galaxy. Where Krennic is, or Krennic, excuse me, the Tarkin is more like he's a racist. I just want to be, I just want to be yeah. super powerful. You know, I want to have control over people. I want to be able to just blow stuff up, and it's no big deal. I want to yeah. be in charge. Yeah, basically, yeah, I want to be part of who's in charge. Where Krennic's like, I just want to make this thing, and it's amazing, and then the Empire will be. Great. Well, it's also where Krennic's more of an engineer, anyways. So that he wants to build that ultimate weapon. So to speak. Well, it's, to him, it's a deterrent. Yeah. You know. He'll, um, he'll build it. Yeah. He just, I'm not going to use it. Do you think? Or, 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 it's, or it's, like, it's like the Harry S. Truman type deal. Like, yeah. Build this versus Putin, atomic. who's building a nuclear missile that has a stealth capability. Right. And nobody's freaking out. And literally said on live TV, we could blow up anything anywhere that no one will know. Hello? <laughs> yeah, but we're more worried about the squad not going to Israel. So, anyways, political talk. <laughs> um, stealth missiles, nuclear <laughs> stealth missiles. We don't know until Washington is just a fireball, Do and everyone's think, like, mm, "I wonder what racist thing Trump's going to say today." Why don't we just like go blow up Russia right now? Do you think uh, that? Do we have listeners in Russia? Yes, we do. Probably. Those have done you. We don't. We don't want to blow you up. Um, well, Chris did just say he wants to blow Russia up. And they do. Hey, he calls Russia. me a racist. So, anyways. Um, well, I was racist in Russia, but. <laughs> so, anyways, do you think that the Game of Thrones guys will just. Jesus. Nice catch. Um, That's the best reflexes I've ever seen you have in the bag. That's pretty good. Do you think that. <laughs> Why don't we just put it on the counter? Why don't we just move it all the way over there into the kitchen? It's okay. Do you think that the Game of Thrones guys? I kind of want to break it on the table. <laughs> would 
many times? We'll be doing a Old Republic series. Or do you think they're going to keep it sometime within the Galactic Empire forward? If I'm putting money on it, yeah. I'm saying it's Old Republic. Yeah. That's my... I, mean, I, can, I can see it as an Old Republic yeah. show. Especially if you're having Ryan Johnson take it someplace beyond the galaxy that we know. Yeah, we don't know what time he's going to put it in either. True. I'm more worried about the fact that I read an interview with Timothy Zahn and he seems to be setting up the same idea that he had the last time. Oh, he totally... Oh, my gosh. <sighs> For what? Oh, God. So in, in, the, in the Legends, uh, when you get to, I think it's Outbound Flight or, or the one right after. So Timothy's on, comes up with the idea that the Emperor takes over the galaxy, not because he's an evil Sith Lord that's uh-huh. a maniacal. He takes over the galaxy because he knows that the Republic will never have an army that can withstand the Yuuzhan Vong. Uh-huh. So he's saving the galaxy from himself. In the three Thrawn books, which are amazing... But there the is last a, one. there is a uh, there's an external threat again. What is it? The, the, the Chris. The no, the Chiss are the good guys. No, there's the Chiss and then there's the Chris. No, the no. It it's, starts with a G. Gris. Yeah, something like that. There's an external and they're they're like telepathic and mm-hmm. it's implied in the third book that what what happens is they basically subject planets. Mm-hmm. The things that they conquer then work for them, and not like there's no resistance. They'll take over a planet. They become very subservient to it. Assimilate the native population into becoming that 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 are willing to sacrifice their lives for them. You know, they would rather die than give information and stuff like that. So it's a huge threat. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but the just please don't tell me. Please, for the love of God, don't tell me. That's why the emperor becomes the emperor. But remember, the Chiss admiral says there's some even greater threats out there than just the Gris. And I was like, oh, God, please. It is. I don't think it's the Chris. It's with a G. But the it is. It's G-R-Y-S or something. No. It sounds stupid to have something that's that close to Chiss or whatever, and you would easily confuse people. Keep going. I'll look it up. So, but he, you're right. There, when I read the part where he said there's something even worse out there, I was like, oh, God, please don't let it be the Yuuzhan Vong. Please don't games. let it. It becomes it, canon. It's just, no, Star it's just Wars Earth. Fans. It's just Earth. <laughs> it's the Star Wars fan. <laughs> the Star Wars. Wait, fans. what am I? They're making, be, they're making fun of our lives. What? That would be awesome. That's not what I um, so there was some more Snake Eyes news this week. Um, goes a Henry Gould. Hmm. Yes, it's coming back to work on this film as well, and I need to get to it. Sorry. Um, Elliot Goulds? Elliot Gould. He's going to be a weird snake, guys. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> say, uh, the main production main production crew is assimilated. Uh, assimilated. <laughs> is assembled. <laughs> and Robert... Ely. Schwanky. Schwanky. Robert Ely? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pull the shit out of your ass. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, Robert Schwanky is returning to the project. Swanky. Well, I don't think it's Schwanky, but it's, it's not Schmeigel. I think the, the, bigger, the bigger news is like they that. announced who Snake Eyes is. Yes, it is. Um, and it's it's news that people are not going to be happy about when they realize what it means. Do you want to say it? Or? I don't know. What's his name? Um, I think it's Henry Gould. Uh, it's not Gould, isn't it? Gould? I mean, I don't, I don't know. Find it. you can find it. Henry Cavill? Yeah. So, but Robert uh, Twang, Henry whatever. Golding, Henry, Henry Golding, yes. But Robert was originally supposed to direct it, and then he stepped away, and now he's come back to do, to the project. Robert Golden, Henry Golding, Henry is, Golding, Henry Golding is announced as playing Snake Eyes, and everyone was like, "This is awesome! This is great! This is fantastic!" Oh, he's the the one Crazy guy from yeah, 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 yeah. And I said, "There is no way in any galaxy that you can think of." That they're going to hire him to be Snake Eyes and not have him put him behind a mask yeah. for the whole film. Where he doesn't speak as well. And he doesn't well, yeah, speak. Yeah, it's just like your argument of any actor, like they're not going to put that person in that and not show his face. Unless Correct. it's Carl Urban, apparently. Well, like, yeah, I'll wear Judge Dredd, sure. Yeah. But there's no way that you hire that guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, they hired Ray Park. I love Ray Park. He's amazing. They hired Ray Park for his, the Correct. fact that he didn't need a stuntman. Yeah, yeah. 
They didn't hire him and for his voice. I mean, they dub him for Christ's sakes in Phantom Menace. Solo yeah. and for, and Phantom Menace. Yeah. So yeah, and Solo is uh, is what's his face from the cartoon, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So if it's got to be a prequel, it has to be. Uh, or or yeah. back and forth has flashback scenes of him. And Shadow and all that. I thought that was the first movie they're doing. So they are doing a G.I. Joe movie, and then they're doing this, and then they're doing another spinoff? Yes. The first G.I. Joe movie is an <laughs> initial... No, what is it? Uh, it's G.I. Joe something that's coming out in March of 2020, which hasn't even started... It's still in pre-production. That's That worries you, because it's March of 2020, and it's, it's definitely it's a quick pushed. shoot. Yeah. Well, it's going to get pushed. There's no, no here's the thing. I just realized this too. The Eternals is still in pre-production, and it's scheduled for March release. Yeah, those are those have to get pushed. I, well, I don't know if Eternals gets pushed because look, I trust Disney to be able to mm-hmm. Disney and MCU to be able to put together a film that quickly. Right. Sure, they have enough money they can shoot. They can hire fifty different assistant directors and shoot the entire film. In right, but we're talking GI Joe with this. But one. I'm talking about Paramount and GI <laughs> Joe couldn't figure out, couldn't get the second film out on time. <laughs> yeah, lying to everyone, going, "Oh, it's because we're making it in 3D for Russia." Well, yeah, and you probably realized, oh, okay, we don't want to. That's why they're do. developing those missiles. You know, Russia never got their 3D version. GI Joe. GI Joe, come to 3D. We take your country now. I thought it was because they heard that GI Joe was really making a new movie. <laughs> Maybe that too. <laughs> no, <laughs> not net, net, net. No GI Joe movie. GI Joe make a new movie. Um, oh, bad guys. But you have this has to be a prequel. America actually has a GI Joe, or at Joe least has <laughs> prequel. Um, you may oh, you may see him fighting uh, Snake or Storm Shadow, and then all of a sudden, just a feeling, the whole movie jumps back into well, a prequel. I have the feeling it's going to be back and forth with him as a part of the Arascagi clan with Storm Shadow, and then in the present when he's fighting Storm Shadow. Yes, I mean we've seen him as a kid with the clan, but we haven't seen him as an adult because in within the original Joe. Uh, comic book he goes to the Arishkagi clan as an adult right he does it after his time in Vietnam when right. he comes back his sister's dead he has no family in the United States and Tommy invites him to go train in Japan with him and, and in the G.I. Joe movie <laughs> yeah and then in the G.I. Joe movie he's a little kid yeah fighting in a in a kitchen or something I don't remember <laughs> it was it was a kitchen fighting in a kitchen and then he, get, he takes over as kind of the son of the the grandmaster and Jeff Goldman this? No. Who Storm Shadow uh, was. <laughs> I told a woman last night, this woman had a t-shirt that said life finds a way. And I looked over and I'm looking at Melissa and I said, that shirt is wrong. That quote is wrong. She's like, no, that's the quote. Like, the life quote is wrong. No, it's life uh, finds a way. <laughs> I said, you have to put the uh in it or else it's not the right quote. <laughs> it's as loud. Life uh, finds a way. It's the Luke, I'm your father quote. You know, everybody gets wrong. It's not Luke, I'm your father. It's I'm your father. No, no I'm your father. No. Uh, so Tom Welling wants to finally put on the Superman costume. Yeah, he's not well, it's doing been 10 else. years, so. Well, yeah, and, you know. I'm sure he's doing like a Hallmark Channel film. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently. Um, or six. When the. When the Nerdist put this out, is like they were showing his response to some fan that messaged him or something and asked if he was going to be part of the Crisis crossover, and he just <laughs> responds with "Duh," either or he the fan says, "Do you want to be a part of the con- the the crossover?" and he says "Duh," either stand is like they're what they're saying is that he's either saying "Duh" as in he's in it already, or no, he wants to be in it. It'd be cool because they already have a Superman, right? In the Supergirl, yeah, they have a couple Superman now in the nice. crossover. Brandon Routh is reprising oh, Superman. Oh, yeah, I remember you saying. Um, and then they have the Supergirls, uh, Superman, yeah. Tyler. I was thinking it'd face. be cool to see Tom Welling as Earth Two Superman. Yeah, and sort of do uh, Infinite Crisis, where he's stuck, like his Earth was blown up or whatever, and they're stuck in that. Uh, what was it the bleed or some shit? Mm-hmm. And then he was punching. Yeah, the, bleed, the bleed is what's between the worlds yeah. in the DC universe. So since Smallville, he's done Parkland, Draft Day, The Choice, and then... Draft Day is that terrible Kevin Costner film. Yes, it is. Yeah. 
I'm yes. just terrible. It just seemed like a dumb like a football idea. and like a football movie. The football movie. Yeah. There's a lot right. of people that praise that movie, Damn. or at least his Kevin Costner's role in it. Yeah. Uh, and then he's done 22 episodes of Lucifer. He's in that. Oh. Huh. Hmm. And then and he they announced a, if. Uh, because there's multiple stupid men. Stupid pen? Stupid. <laughs> stupid man. That's, that's better than whatever joke I was going to put in there. Multiple stupid men. Yeah. Well, then he's also doing The Professionals with uh, Brendan Fraser. And Talk about another person who doesn't work. Brendan Fraser is uh, Robot Man in yeah. Doom, uh, Doom Squad. Talk about people who don't Doom work. Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol. <laughs> Doom Patrol. It's Squad's like third... Patrol. <laughs> That's I want to a... go back and see how many things... I want to count how many things in this episode we get right. <laughs> it's going to be a much shorter number. <laughs> Stupid men. No, I was going to say with multiple supermen. Yeah. Is there any word if Christopher and George Reeves are coming back? Well, Christopher Reeves can't come back. Neither can George Reeves. He was dead <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> so, Which well, is it, the subject of a film that Brandon Ralph is in. Yes. Yeah. And George Reeves came back, he'd just be drunk cool. the whole time. He was... And the subject on. of Hollywood Land, too, with Ben Affleck. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 George, George Reeves' murder was the subject of the film... The Hollywood land that Brute, that mm. Brandon Ralph is in. Grisk. G-R-Y-S-K. Okay, so I had it almost correct. No, you kept saying Gisk or whatever. I said Gris. I said Gris. I said Gris. I meant the Grisk. K. He didn't I missed the he, K. Or Grisk. The S could be Grisk. The K was silent. It's probably easier right? to say sure. Grisk because that's different than the Chiss. They pronounce it Grisk. Are you sure? Positive. In the, audi- the audio books, yeah. they pronounce it Grisk. Well, they probably pronounced it wrong because it's stupid. <laughs> but... Tom Welling. Make it so close. Tom Welling pronounces it Grisk. <laughs> and that's why he can't work in Hollywood anymore. No, I mean, it'd be cool to see him. I mean, we never see, we've Hollywood. never seen him. I mean, the only time he's worn it is a CGI cape behind him when he's like flying next to the airplane at the last episode. S- no, that's not true. Is it next to the plane? Or, no, he's fucking on a planet or something. At the ten, uh, the very last seconds of the of the last episode, you see him open up his shirt yeah. with the Superman S, and then you see the blue and red streak across the sky. Yeah, you don't actually see the suit though. It's just you just see the I S on his chest. There's a long shot of him like next to the planet or something. No, he's in a uh, no. There is a long shot at the very end of it. He's standing next to the big planet symbol, and you see the, him in the costume. It, it like pulls out. Not, you, can, you can barely even tell it's him, right? Right. It it, it pulls it's out all CGI. It's you, not, you see yeah, him from not. the chest up, and you see the you know you can tell he's got the red cape and the blue je- the blue. You got twenty minutes. And then you see the, it pulls out the long shot of him standing there I next to it. Need a bunch of girls yelling at me. So. Uh, so this news just broke like ten minutes before we even started. I have newer news than that. So there. Kevin Smith is. Putting together a Masters of the Universe an- anime series, anime. anime style cartoon yeah. for Netflix. Man. That's I, I was more the news that there's a there's a Masters of the Universe con. What? Oh yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's a power con. Power which con. Is, uh, yeah. It's a Masters of the Universe themed con. I was like, whoa. Power con has been going on for a while. Yeah, we mentioned right. it last year. I think oh, we, we? Were, we were talking about. Oh, we should probably go. I can't check remember that out. last week. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's not a lot of details yet about this, but I'm really interested in this. I know that doing it is cool and going to Netflix. I mean, Voltron was amazing. Mm. Um, they've had success with, you know, something like She-Ra that's, that's a more kid fair, but it's still, there's a lot of animated serial shows, multiple seasons on Netflix that seem to be successful. You have a big name behind it. It's a great, uh, property to Mm -hmm. continue to explore. So I think it's a great idea. Yeah, I guess it works better as an animated, or animated. Yeah, obviously. well, the, well, the I mean, I or anime, animated, animated. I mean, you can you can make the argument that Voltron's in an anime style, but is it? Is it not? I, no. I think that at this well, point, there's so much different anime. Yeah. That locking it down as an anime style. Yeah. Is not necessarily, you know, it's just it just it's animated. We know well, that. Yeah. Like, the reboot of He Man and the Masters of the Universe that was on Cartoon Network. In the early two thousands, was done very well. It wasn't the the campy, you know, mm. satirical '80s show. Mm. It was done, you know, much darker. I'm just the, wondering if every shot's going to be a way to get him into the video. Like, ah, yeah. Well, this one's called Masters of the Universe Revelation, and Revelation is he's gay. <laughs> 
It's gonna, really, like, would he be running around in that suit? <laughs> Come on, Skeletor, I need some bone. Skeletor, oh, uh, Skeletor is the hardest thing to cast, though, because that voice so, is so yeah, hard. Yeah. Unlike where She-Ra is a completely original series, this one will take place where the original show left off. See, that's interesting, because the original show is... It's like doing... It was like trying to do a G.I. Joe Resolute, mm-hmm. as if the, the original cartoon had happened... Like, it makes no sense, because it opens with a dude being dead, and that never happened at all. Right. So it, they it don't, says they, that... They, they don't address the fact that Cobra Commander was a snake for a while. I know, right? What? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, the, the movie. The G. movie. Joe, the movie, which has the best opening sequence. Cartoon? It's so good, the cartoon. The last... I, I didn't know they had a movie So when they did... 87. Yeah, when they did... Uh, it was Jinx and Falcon, and um, it was Cobra Law. So it was okay. this late thing, and... Vargas <laughs> Meredith turns did. Cobra Commander. They de-evolve him into a snake. So you oh, find yeah. out that Cobra was born in the society of serpents, like in ancient times in the Hidden Valley, uh, and Serpentor is like yeah, their yeah. their god, or whatever. Serpentor is like their emissary. It is so dumb. It's terrible, and they're going to release these spores and the atmosphere, yeah. and basically de-evolve yeah. everybody into and serpents. Falcon but, is Duke's half brother, and in the original script, they kill Duke. And then they were like, no, wait, we can't kill yeah. anybody, so they don't kill him. Don Johnson was the voice of Don Falcon. Don Johnson was in Falcon. And then they did some more cartoons after. Because wasn't that the switch? Yes. From Fun School or whatever to... to, to Suncoast or Sun, whatever? Yeah. Sunbro- Not Suncoast. Sunbow. Sunbow. Yeah. So this, uh, it will focus on unresolved storylines and feature fam- uh, familiar characters. Mattel Television is producing the series and Powerhouse Animation is doing the animation for it. Powerhouse uh, did the just animation sort of for Castlevania. Oh, Castlevania was fantastic. Yeah. I just wonder if he kills anybody now. He's like, he's got a sword. Right. I well, have the power so Smith, to murder people. Smith promises that this series, uh, which is stated, is a Master of the Universe story that you've always wanted to see as a kid. He said that, he's also said that this could be the final battle between He Man and Skeletor. Did he say the most? He didn't answer the most important question. Is he man gay? No, it was Orko in it. Well, it's got to be if if he's carrying off. Doesn't or, have to be. Well, Orko was a big part of the original series. He's also the dumbest Bob part Orko. of the original. The the Orko that they did for the reboot on Cartoon Network mm. was amazing. Will that Gandalf dude be in there or whatever? Oh, that from the movie. From the movie. Oh, <laughs> the little leprechaun dude they did. That oh. that that was Warwick Davis. Anyone under four feet tall in Hollywood was Warwick Davis. Yeah, that's true. So I have more breaking news from that. All right, you got like five minutes. Bill and Ted 3 uh, hired George Carlin's daughter to play a role in Honor of Rufus. Nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. That is awesome. Did you see the thing with Keanu Reeves, the the girl that wanted to meet him? Yes. In the van? And then, like, this is awesome. Keanu Reeves needs to be, like, just a god. Just make him a saint. He lives in the sky. But the last couple of pictures, Alex Winter's there too, and I'm like, let me tell you, you put a little bit of makeup on Alex Winter, like he's wearing there, the he looks exactly the <laughs> same. Somebody sacrificed something on that set because that the Asian guy who plays Genghis Khan was in everything. He's looked the same since. Well, then. Well, they had death on there, so death. Yeah, you I know. mean, William Sadler. William Sadler. They also right. they also went to heaven. So well, there's there's the conspiracy that Keanu Reeves is a vampire and he's immortal because there's like pictures of someone that looks like him from like. 300 years ago or something like that. So he's oh, going yeah, He's yeah. going to play the villain because Marvel's Whoa, been wanting to get him. Marvel's been wanting to get him into a, a project for the MCU. No, they should just have him be John Wick. I could see him being Morbius. He would yeah, look, he I would could look. also see him. I, I, I'd love to see him Just be Morbius. like John Wick and the Punisher all just together. Oh, and like, hey, there's no crime in the MCU anymore because we killed everyone. <laughs> everyone. A lot of people are saying Adam <laughs> Strange. The Kingpin killed my dog. But but Morbius would be perfect for him. I don't want to see him as Adam Strange. That would be that would be really good, especially if you when you're diving into Blade, mm-hmm. put Morbius in there. That would be really interesting. It looks like Morbius. Oh yeah, definitely. Just pale him out, and... Professor X. That'd be cool. Damn it, he's just like a hot young Professor X. <laughs> all these teenage kids. Wasn't that what James, everyone's they, like? James everyone's like, why do all these kids follow him? Look at him. He's Keanu Reeves. Come with me, my children. <laughs> to me, my X-Men? Okay, sure. <laughs> He's the new Cyclops. They should bring James Marston back. 
maybe not kill him off screen. Yeah. It'd be great James to have James Marsden's too busy trying to make sure that we still have nacho fries. Yeah. <laughs> he's in space right now. He, he's Arabella's I can't get that damn TV song dad. out of my head. You guys don't watch the Major League Baseball Network. Every third commercial is Taco Bell. Oh, yeah. Because the campaign is... Uh, it's the kid from, uh, from, Glee, from Glee, isn't it? Yeah. So he's a rock star who has a song about nacho fries. Well, they find him on the street. He's singing this song. Uh, and so... I can't, the, live without, I can't live without you. Yeah. How am I supposed to live without you? The, my Mexican spices. But the, the, Mexican whole, spices. the whole premise of the thing is he gets famous off this one song. Yeah. And all he can do is sing about nacho fries. I can sing about what I love. And they I love want nacho him, fries. They want him to, to expand out and he can't do it. Nacho, nacho fries. Which is weird because... And it's stuck in my head all the time. Because nacho fries are gone away now, I think. No, or they're going still away. There. They're still there. Yeah. They keep telling you it's still available for a limited time, limited time, but it's still there. But it's so funny you brought up James Martinson with that because we Beth was just we Arabella did a photo shoot for new head headshots today, mm-hmm. and we were and watching sense of nacho fries. Yeah, but we were we were watching the the commercial with her and James mm-hmm. from the February been, nacho fries. I've been to Taco Bell a couple times lately, and I keep not getting them. I order them, but they never give them to me. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Well, the video because... would have been better. <laughs> Look on Mikey's face as he put it together. I'm like, where's my fries? Like, you can't have those. Why? Because they're not your fries. Well, everybody, the funny thing is, Mikey for game. <laughs> Whatever you bring that it's up. It's the greatest one. Ever. Ara- but Arabella, when they were when they were <laughs> doing Always. when they were shooting the commercial, right? There's a scene where James and her are keeping the you know they're playing around with the fries and everything. It's supposed to be a flashback, and he looks at her and goes, you know, she goes or he said something. Like, give me she your goes, fries or something. And he takes, and she takes the fry away. He goes to try to get it from her, and she goes, "No, this is nacho fries," and cracked everybody up on the set. You're like welcome. they'd never heard that one. You're before. welcome. <laughs> I but love was, that joke. That oh god, she, it was yeah, it was great. We so anyway, just let have rich. Rich just keeps talking, and we all leave. <laughs> <laughs> and go go eat with my wife and yeah. daughter. So anyways, we're going to wrap things up. So make sure you check us out on Facebook.com slash Nerdables. We're also on Twitter at Nerdables Show. And we're also on Instagram as Nerdables. So for Chris, Ethan, and Mikey, I'm R.A. saying we'll talk to you next week.